Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 156 of the Power Company podcast, brought to you by powercompanyclimbing.com. I have just recently returned home to Lander, Wyoming from a quick uh, Christmas and New Year's trip to Moe's Valley. And I was actually going to put out an episode on the first of 2020 because the podcast turned four years old that day. However, I was having a great time on the trip and climbing well and just decided, you know what, I'm going to give myself a break. So I didn't do it. But this is the episode I had planned for that day, so let's do birthday celebration today instead. And I actually think that this episode is kind of a little gift to everybody. Um, this interview was a, a gift for me, for sure. And recently at our Empowered Seminar in Chattanooga, I was sitting down outside at the boulders with Jay Schultes from Table Rock Bouldering, uh, little Jim up in New York. And he asked me if I knew anything about this kid, Troy, who was in the Boulder Fields that day. And I did not. And he said, I think he's really special. And I think he'd be a cool interview. I'll send you a video to watch. And that night or the next day, he sent me a video and said, give yourself 12 minutes of quiet space to watch this video. And I was only about eight minutes in, and I messaged Jay, and I said, I need to get a hold of this kid. And Jay helped track him down in Chattanooga. And Troy, Troy Photo, our guest today, agreed to sit down. And we had about an hour-long window, um, and I almost blew it. For some reason, I stopped the recording while we were talking, but I realized it, salvaged it, and you're getting the conversation anyway. So before we even start, I think you should experience this the same way that I did. And I'm going to give you a video to go watch. Give yourself 12 minutes of quiet time to watch this video. It's pretty amazing. And actually, you've maybe already seen a video of this kid. But we're going to get to that later on. First, go watch this one. The link is right there in the show notes in your pocket supercomputer. You won't regret it. It's one of the best climbing videos I've ever watched. And then when you're done watching it, come back here. We're going to get into this conversation with Troy Photo, who is a Northeastern kid Born in 1994, that's a year after I graduated high school. So when I say kid, in my view, he's a kid, but a really amazing, super psyched kid with more tryhard than maybe anybody I've ever seen. 
And just for reference, we start this conversation talking about Tilted World, a V13 in the Lily Boulders in Tennessee. Let's get into it. And when I mean murder face, I mean like grab a hold, ball up your fist, put your thumb around, and get really mad like you're gonna punch someone. Funny enough, Tilted World was the... Yeah. That's the first time you feel like you've walked away disappointed in the first effort. Yeah, I feel like I only did half the moves, worked all the moves in isolation, and got my butt kicked big time. Yeah. Was it an expectation thing on Tilted World? Was it like you came in thinking it was going to be easier and it felt way harder? (laughs) My buddy Bryce Viola... Told me he thought I could do it, and uh, him and his buddy, they almost did in one session, and they thought it was exactly my style, and mm. had my expectations pretty high for that. Yeah, and got the expectations. To not even do, like, up. five of the moves, you're like, whoa, dude, they're crazy to think I could have done this, but. Well, you know, <laughs> I think that watching the Mandala video, I wouldn't. If I just watched like the the first seven minutes of it and then it got shut off and somebody was like, so does he send or does he not? I'd have been like, no way. <laughs> like, no way it's happening. Not anytime soon. Like he's got to have that shit way more figured out because that's what we always see are those super dialed send videos. You know, and maybe you go back day two on Tilted World and figure out those moves mm-hmm. and then watching you on the mandala, then I'm putting my money on you for day three, you're doing the damn thing. Yeah. Because you've got that sort of fight through moves you don't have dialed in, you know? So many of us start to feel like we have to have everything. And I'm really guilty of this. I feel like I have to have every move perfect. And I'll drop off of a boulder because I feel like I didn't have it right. Instead of fighting through. Is there ever a time when you just drop off because you don't have a hold right? Or do you always fight through? 100% every time. Every single time. Mm-hmm. Unless something feels tweaky, if I feel like I'm going to injure myself, but 100% in, always, 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 yeah. Is that why you do, in the video you talk about every session was kind of short? Yeah. Is that what dictates those short sessions because you're putting in such a massive effort on every attempt? Mm-hmm. No, I was just kind of saving it for better conditions, probably. Okay. Yeah. So being smart yeah. as well. Yeah. Being super tactical yeah. about I, it. Yeah, I don't like working projects when it's in, too hot or in direct sun or something like that. And I think I was probably just saving it for a better day. Okay. Waiting for my skin to heal or whatnot. Yeah. So before I blew this and didn't wasn't recording for some reason... You said that you didn't really know the history of the mandala. Yeah. 
prior to it. And you had seen it on a prior trip, and it's this really obvious, beautiful, blank face that anybody who boulders at a high level is going to look at and think, I have to climb the damn thing, you know? Tell me a little bit about the first few tries. When you pulled on to the glassy holds, did it inspire confidence? Did it get you psyched to try it the next day? Or did you go back home or go back to camp thinking it's a lot fucking harder than I thought it was going to be? No, the, the the undercling was the thing I like about the star holes is they're not sharp. They mm. are they're glassy underclings. I thought they were pretty comfortable, but you have to you have to actually stack a few pads just to stand up into them and mm-hmm. um, pulling on. I mean, it's it's on you right away. But um, yeah, it wasn't really turned away. I didn't think it was like harder than I expected, but. I, I actually thought I would like gave it a pretty good solid first attempt on the the crux move. Mm-hmm. And is that crux move the very first move? It's uh, well, I use an intermediate and then bump, but it, okay. it, it is uh, the first move or two. Yeah. Yeah. So day one, did you just try the first move, yep. or did you? That's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So day two, you come back. Do you continue trying the first move? Um. Yeah, I try like probably twice, and then I I just wanted to see how the upper moves felt, because if I couldn't do the upper moves, then I was in trouble. So yeah. I like I like to break down the project, like okay, I can't do this move right now. How's it? How are the next moves gonna feel? And I knew I had to work the next moves mm-hmm. first before I kept trying it from the bottom. Yeah, and there's a hard move up there. It's either big span or little come in move on a tiny little hold still really really hard either way you do it how did that move go on day two i tried the big move two or three times i thought that's the way it was gonna go that's the way most people do in the videos and yeah i don't know if it was uh something about committing or it's just bigger than i expected but yeah you kind of high off the deck at that point and yeah um i never felt like that was going to be the way and um just tried tried the other beta and that was the only way i was able to do the top was the the coming move yeah and you did that how many times that day uh day two i only yeah i only did the top i only ever did the top one once one time all, all the way to the top out yeah yeah so then Day three, you come back. Are are you thinking at that point, I could send it today? Yep. You are thinking that. Because mm-hmm. I, I did the top move, so I knew if I stuck the first move that it's it's a send burn. It's from the bottom. It's all in. So it if you stick that one move you haven't stuck, it's game on. Yeah. Absolutely. You didn't feel like you had to go back up there and work work out that move anymore. You're like, this is the method. If I just try really fucking hard, I'll do the move. Hey, man, once you know what to do, you just, <laughs> just got to stick with it. Okay, okay. So how many times that day before you stick that first hard move? 
what do you think five six goes yeah it's pretty quick pretty quick he, he was five goes. yeah gavin was filming every burn because <clears throat> we knew it was gonna it was send burns so gavin was filming had a couple close goes and then finally just stuck it yeah and and if you watch the video, everybody listening should go watch, pause this right now and go watch the video because A, it's this, like, if someone hadn't sent it to me and said, you have to watch this, I don't know that I ever would have found it just by looking. And it's this charming and slightly awkward interview where you're it's almost like you're not sure what you just did even and you're explaining how you do it and it cuts to climbing and it goes through the whole thing and I'm still at seven minutes in I'm like this kid is gonna fucking fall off the top and break my heart like he's there He's battling, but he's going to fucking fall. I don't know if he's going to send it this go or not, you know, and you have to go watch the damn video, then come back and finish this podcast. Gavin, sit down here for a second, because I want to know from you what you saw going on before we get to what's going on in the top out. So a little bit what Troy didn't mention was the amount of rest days he would take between sessions. Okay. Um, so day one, day two, day three aren't back to back. He had two or three rest days, and his process was dedicated um, to that boulder specifically. Yeah. Um, so watching him battle through the process, and then that being there the day of the send um, was really inspiring. And did you think he was going to send that day? No. Okay. It looked, it didn't look promising to me watching mm. the video, but Troy's like, well, yeah, of course I was going to fucking send. What do you mean? Like, he's got all the confidence that he's going to do the thing. Mm. Had you seen him do this with other boulders in the past? A few. Okay. Yeah. What do you attribute, like, what does Troy have that makes that possible? I think you mentioned it before, just giving 100% in every attempt. Um, whether it's a flash burn or his 50th attempt. Yeah. It's always all in. When you pull on, you're going to try hard. You just give it all. There's mm-hmm. no half-assing. There's no, if I stick the move, I'm going to drop off and try to make it better. It's... If I stick the move, I'm going to the fucking top. Exactly. No matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm muerte every single go. So you're filming. Mm-hmm. He sticks the come in move and then misses the sloper on top. What's going through your head watching it? I'm trying to keep the film steady and like trying to look at the spotters and make sure they're moving pads. I'm like looking at them, looking at Brad, looking at the camera, like, oh, what's what's, hap- what's, hap- what's happening? I'm losing my doing? damn mind what is, watching it. What is Troy it? doing right now? And so, Troy, when you miss the sloper, there's no, there's no like, oh, I just blew it. 
that doesn't go through your head at all or does it and just causes you to fight more? Yeah, I, I think I rushed it a little bit up top there. I was starting to get pumped out. and I think you rushed it a yeah, little bit up um, top. <laughs> be, because when, when I had done it in isolation, I think I had like matched the crimp, got it perfectly, and then just fired to the lip like very controlled. Yeah. And during the send, I remember not readjusting at all and just saying, okay, you have to move. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely rushed it and I totally missed the sloper on the lip and... Yeah, you just hear me fighting for it in the video the pretty much the whole way. Yeah, and there's this when you match up on the lip, you go to get your left foot high and out left. And you say in the video that you just forgot to use your foot there and watching it it looks like you're trying to mantle without your feet on. And Watching the video, I got I got so fucking psyched with the angle that it was. You just see your feet dangling and trying to pull over the top. And that that's why I wanted to talk to you because that level of fight for it is something we just don't see in any videos ever. It's always some level of dialed in and looks relatively easy. They might yell a couple times, but that's all it is. There's not that level of, I don't care how this happens, I'm pulling over the top of this boulder. I, I want to know, did you, was there a time when you thought, I'm going to fall off? 100%. And you, you don't give in to that. You're just going anyway. Just, I mean... for. Right when I did that, that come and move and my foot popped, that was the moment I knew I was falling. Like, it's hard to explain that if you haven't had that experience before. But when you go to stick a move and your foot blows and you know it's over, like, you know you can't afford to have a foot pop there. Yeah. But then you're still holding on. And that, that was like, holy shit, I'm still holding on. And... I had the hold good enough, got my foot back on, and yeah, I mean, it was... Did that just continue from there? Holy shit, I'm still holding on every move? Yep. And even even when I got to the top, I thought there was still a chance I was going to fall. I thought there was a chance you were going to fall. Gavin, when he's feet windmilling around Mm -hmm. on the top out, what the hell are you thinking filming it and having watched this whole process i mean i'm thinking the same thing as you he's coming off like he's coming off right here he, what is he doing not putting his foot on dismantle it dude yeah um so watching him up there is scary after him going through the process and like he's gonna blow it he's gonna blow the last move he's not gonna be able to get back up there yeah um, for me i've been climbing a long long time and for me, watching people in those moments, especially at the top of a tall boulder where you're halfway over the top but not quite over the top and everything's falling apart, you know, it happens in the south here a lot because of the slopey top outs. You know the fall's going to be uncontrolled and horrible if you fall off at that point. So most people, nine, 99 times out of 100, choose 
okay, I'm going to reduce the risk. I can get back here again. I'm going to drop off. Why not? Why not do that? You think like just drop from the lip at 25 feet and hope I get back up there? Or? I mean, that's that's exactly what I want to hear. Like that's what no. most people think. Uh, no. That's what most people do. Actually, I'm I'm very interested if anyone has ever blown the top out out there because that's got to be one of the worst punts in the history of any climb. Like the top out's not hard, mm-hmm. but everybody gets a high left foot there and my left foot came up, popped off or... Yeah, I completely forgot to put it back up there. And by the time I realized it needed to go back up there, I didn't have the power in me to lift my feet back up. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there was no dropping off at that point. I was going to fight until I die, you know, at that yeah. point. At that point, it was obviously there was no turnaround. And Gavin, I'm really glad that you kept filming because (laughs) one job i had to do (laughs) frankly the after he's topped out Mm -hmm. and he's walked out of view and he's processed it for just a few seconds and he comes back to the edge of the boulder Mm -hmm. that's maybe the best moment in the whole video is him like out loud trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. Mm -hmm. How did I, you kept saying, how did I hold on? Right. Yeah. And that's, that's fascinating to me because again, we see the fucking dialed in Mm. send videos. There's no question of how they held on. They worked it until they knew exactly what to do. It's what I do. Mm. You know, I like to have things dialed in. I value that precision and climbing well and i don't i don't often give myself the chance to fight the way that i saw Mm -hmm. you fight troy on the mandala i think those moments where you accomplish something that is unexpected are some of the most memorable moments in climbing so that's why i kept filming um it's always good to look back at like great memories yeah. So, yeah, totally. And you give yourself that chance all the time. Is that something you came into climbing with already? Did you have a background in something that caused you to be that way? Like dedicated or? Just the giving yourself the chance to fight. Like, what did you do before climbing? BMX. Okay. Yeah, I rode bicycles, freestyle. Yeah. And I actually did BMX for about eight years before I got addicted to climbing. Okay. Well, having done some BMX a long, long time ago myself, I know from experience that it's a it's a sport where bailing out has some serious consequences sometimes. And absolutely. Do you think maybe that's part of where it comes from? Oh yeah, committing for sure. I mean, yeah, you can't you can't go up to a jump on a bicycle and say I'm gonna backflip and then bail out because your consequences are a lot worse when you don't commit a hundred percent. I mean, I knew I just I know how to commit when it comes time to. Yeah. Um, and you lay it down. It's interesting that you use that example because that exact same thing happened to me, 
and I broke my femur as a result of bailing out halfway through a backflip on a bicycle. And it wasn't completely my fault, but I did bail out from it. So do you think so. if you committed, it wouldn't have happened? I'm not sure. There was It was on a dirt launch ramp, and somebody had taken some dirt out of the top of it, and my back wheel hit the hole oh. as I left the ramp. So it slowed my rotation way down, and it freaked me out, so I bailed out at the top. So... I don't know, but not, not a fun. But bailing out huh? has consequences, yeah, you know. <clears throat> and I think maybe that's a big part of it. Like a lot of us, a lot of climbers don't learn before they come into climbing that that bailing out can have those consequences. And I, I see people jump off of boulders all the time and get hurt by jumping off of boulders. So, well, actually, when I heard you wanted to interview me, I thought it was going to be about the warrior. V3 incident. I don't even... So tell me about this. Oh. Let's talk about it. You brought it up. All right. <laughs> well, this is a lot more famous than the Mandala video. Um, it's a few years back, four years ago or so. I'm at this V3 highball at Patakaway called Warrior. Doesn't get done a lot. I figured V3, what the heck? I got to do it at some point. And it's just me and my brother. We got two pads. I get up top. The crack is full of pine needles and dirt. Mm. And I get up there. I'm above a bulge, starting to slab out. My feet are skating everywhere. I'm panicking. And it's everyone just watches it because they think it's like the best climbing video they've ever seen. They, they think it's funny seeing someone fear for their life. I have seen this now that you say it. You're kidding. No, I have seen this. I've totally seen it. That's me. It's amazing. <laughs> but it sounds like the feet skating might be a common problem here. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> no, and so was that before the mandala? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That'd be funny that they had that. It wasn't much before. Huh? Maybe No, it was, it was probably a year before. Yeah. So you'd already climbed V12? Yep. No, okay. no, 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 no. But almost, because you did V12 a year before the Mandala. Yep. I think I did my first V11 like two weeks after yeah. the Warrior incident. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to link to both of these videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the Warrior video has like then. something like 50,000 <clears> views, and uh, Nina Williams has actually reached out to me about it. And yeah. What's that guy? The... Who does the real rocks? He reached out to me about it. And oh, sick! Yeah, it was Cedar Wright. Cedar Wright reached out to me about it, and yeah, yeah. That, that is it seems... is it your commentary in the Warrior video? Are you the one talking the whole time? Oh, I'm I'm screaming. Yeah. Okay, I just remember somebody being absolutely hilarious <laughs> with whatever it was they're saying. I remember watching it with my wife. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. Some people thought it was it was like a joke. Like this kid's kidding, right? This this kid's climbed V ten. He's he's kidding, right? It's V three. Um, but yeah, there's memes out there. Brad, I'm dead, and um, but no, no. Shout out to my brother. He did a great job spotting. And oh man, um, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I thought I was gonna break my legs that day. Yeah. So. Oh, that, I'm glad that connection came up. It I did because. That up. That was the time I did bail out, and there yeah. was 
very severe consequences there. Yeah, that, totally. Um, so I, I guess I didn't commit 100% that time, but yeah, it was <laughs> feared for my life that day for sure. So there's a moment in the Mandala video when you're like, okay, I did the first move and I had to put on my murder face. Talk to me about the murder face. Is it, is it because it's tall? Is it because you're trying hard? I just want to make sure people get the right oh, view of what it is. Trying hard. And okay. when I mean murder face, I mean like grab a hold, ball up your fist, put your thumb around, and get really mad like you're going to punch someone. Yeah. Like really mad. Like I wish I gonna, had a video of how serious yeah, you just no, got like, when you're... Like when I say murder face, like you grab holds and then you grab holds. And uh, yeah, I was just over gripping everything as hard as I could and giving it everything I had. Yeah. See, that's something I need to learn. My murder face is different than your murder face because I was a Red River climber for 20 years. You, I can count on one hand the number of times I've had to ball up my hand climbing in the red like everything's Mm open-handed and and there the murder face was about you're pumped out of your fucking mind you're still gonna keep climbing Mm -hmm. you're still gonna keep pulling on holds but i never learned to ball up my fist yeah you know i never learned to full cramp Mm -hmm. funny enough i'm actually an open hand climber myself really so i actually don't think the mandala is my style at all yeah um I, I prefer slopers, to be honest. How did you learn to ball up your fist? Does that come from the gym, or does it come from mm. the climbing style out in Patuckaway? Yep, climbing style at Patuckaway, 100%, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lots of crimps there. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I come down here, though, and it's like it's like my home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Last candy year, store down here. Last year, I actually managed to flash uh, Western Gold, a Jimmy, oh, Jimmy Webb V11. Yeah. And it's just completely my style. All open hand. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting that your murder face becomes that then, like really bear down on everything. I guess you can't really put on a murder face for uh, slopers, though, huh? <laughs> it's true. It's murder slapping. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you definitely can't ball up your fist down here. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing I'm actively trying to learn right now. Like I, I just started bouldering a few years ago um, from sport climbing, trad climbing and sport climbing for years. And I climbed my first V11 shortly after I turned 45. Awesome. And I'm trying to climb V12 before I turn 50. Like that's the big goal. That's a great goal. But I recognize that I have to learn to put on the same kind of murder face that you're talking about in order to do that. And I think there's a lot of people out there that don't have that same sort of absolute try hard, like flip this switch, give a hundred percent everything you've got to trying to do these few moves. I also think it's interesting that you purposely even though you're, how old are you? Twenty five now. Yes, sir. Twenty five. And did you just call me sir? Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hi, right, Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're twenty five now, so you were twenty three. 
22 when you did the mandala? Something yes. like that? Yeah, something like that. So even though you probably could have... 22, yeah. Tried as hard as you wanted all day long and recovered by the next day. Yeah. You're, you're still being very intentional about, I'm giving these massive amounts of effort. I'm paying attention to the conditions. I'm going to try to be really smart about this. But that that smart that a lot of us equate with, you have to have perfect tactics. You have to get the moves exactly right. For you, that smart is, I'm going to give 100% effort every single go while being really smart about it. Yeah, I, just, I think bouldering is just so much more explosive. Like, I've never really sport climbed, but mm-hmm. you get on these one movers at Patuckaway, where I'm from, and you're pulling on the ground, and you're trying as hard as you can just to pull off the ground. Yep. And it's so explosive that you can't afford to only give it 80%. Like everything, it seems like everything in bouldering, like if you're going to do it, you just got to give it a hundred percent. And yeah. Um, so you, you sport climb most of the time or. That was my, my genesis was track climbing for the first like 12 years and then sport climbing. Okay. And when I started sport climbing, my big goal was 14A and I got to that and I immediately decided now I'm going to start bouldering. So I did the whole fucking thing backwards. Trad climber, sport climber. I, wa- I wonder about boulder that. Boulder in my 40s, yeah. Bouldering and trad, like, they don't mix, huh? It's, like, not similar at all. Not really. Not in most ways. No. So it's hard. And that's why I got psyched watching this yeah. video of you is because I know that, like, that's the sort of effort I need to be able to tap into to some degree. You know, you say it's really, it's all about these Patuckaway climbs. I, it's hard to pull off the ground, so you have to give 100% effort. Gavin, do you see that being the case with everybody down there, or is it something special that's happening with Troy? It's definitely something special that's going on with Troy. He just thinks everybody else is doing it too. Absolutely, yeah. He, when he wants to tap into that kill mode, he can tap into the kill mode. Yeah. He's very good at recognizing when to do it. Um, so he's he just plays it smart and he taps into that that mode at the right time, and he's able mm-hmm. to send when he taps into that mode. Um, but going back to Pway, a lot of people go there, and it is hard for them. Yeah, and they do get shut down, but it helps them tap into that degree mm. to some level. Um, so just climbing in general, no matter where, will help you tap into that try yep. hard. And maybe it's just bouldering, but yeah, sounds like I'm gonna have to hard. schedule a trip to Pway so I can so. start tapping into this, <laughs> get the tour from you guys. Absolutely, yeah. Cool. Well, Troy, I appreciate it massively. I'm going to send as many people as I can send to this video because, frankly, I just think it's a really great example of what what climbing is all about and what it should be about for us. And, I mean, it's the kind of thing that you don't get to see all that often on the Internet. And if you're lucky enough to walk up to it while it's happening or to have a friend who 
taps into it the way that you do, then then you're lucky because I don't think it exists really all that much. You think it's normal because it's you, but but I think it's I think it's extraordinary actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think everybody's got their own story about a, a special climb for them and even a couple months after I sent the mandala it was still in the back of my head like did that really happen and to have a moment like that that's so surreal where yeah. you have to keep watching the send video just like yeah Whoa, that happened and um that's what made me decide to make a video about it is it was a really special yeah um, accomplishment for me yeah and i'm i'm really glad that you get up top and you celebrate it you know i don't think there's enough of that so many people are like you know don't spray and all this yeah. other bullshit and i'm all about if you do something you're proud of celebrate it mm-hmm. tell people about it however you want to yeah i'm not know. quiet about it <laughs> yeah awesome well dude thanks for like last minute making this happen um i really appreciate it i know that's taken out of some some time out of your trip but massively appreciated yeah great chatting with you chris yeah thanks man first big shout out again to jay schultis i appreciate you turning me on to this um there have been a lot of things rumbling around inside my head since this conversation and i just find it absolutely fascinating the level of stoke genuine excitement and try hard that Troy has and I think those things alone can take you a really really long way in this sport and too many people get caught up in the minutia before they've learned to cultivate those things maybe me included and I'm really trying hard to cultivate trying hard right now and this was massive for me to talk to Troy now I also want to set the record straight on something. It could be very, very easy to listen to this, watch the video of Troy on the mandala and think, this kid is just number chasing. He clearly wasn't ready for that grade. That's not the case though. I did a little snooping on Troy's 8A. He started climbing in 2013, did his first V10 in 2015, and since then he's done 261 V10s and harder including flashes up to V11. So the kid is putting in the time learning to be a really good climber. And maybe the top out skills have eluded him for a little bit. It's no surprise that on his 8A, his first V11 said, one and done today after blowing the top out last week. Not surprised at all. But my guess is those skills come along. That that being able to manage your excitement comes along. It's gonna happen. The kid's a really great climber with some of the hardest, in my opinion, skills already there in place. To Troy and to Gavin, thank you both for taking the time out, for sitting down and for chatting with me. I had a really great time talking to you two and thanks for having those videos out there to inspire us and motivate us and hopefully i bump into you two somewhere down the road at boulders somewhere 
I won't take up too much more of your time because I've been yapping a lot. I'll just let you know that we've got some cool things coming for spring. You'll hear more about those later. Now, right there in your show notes, at the end of the show notes is a link directly to that video of Troy on the Warrior. You're going to want to watch it. You don't need quiet space. You only need a few minutes and a bunch of good friends and turn the volume up really, really loud. And you guys know where to find us, powercompanyclimbing.com. You can find us on the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Pinterest at Power Company Climbing. And you can search for us on the Twitter all day long. Please post about us on the Twitter, but you're not going to find us there because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. It's time to finish.